I'm signing our certificates of authenticity. Oh, nice. You should get a stamp for that. Can you do that? I mean, I can, but I, I package these with the blind box magazines. And mm-hmm. we're charging people like 20, 25 bucks for a magazine. So like the, the whole point is to just up the, the value in little ways. So us hand signing all these things is one of those ways. Going to get a hand cramp. Ah, it's only 500 a month. See, to me, that's a lot. It is. My autograph is just worthless at this point. Yeah. The more you do it, the more it's going to turn to like something that sort of looks like an F and maybe a C. Yeah, my signature is just trash. There's there's my autograph there. I don't know what that is. It looks like uh, Arc System Works <laughs> is what it looks like. Has anybody checked to see whether Arc System Works? Trust me, it's free money. This is episode 243 of Insert Credit, a video game talk show featuring a panel of experts with a sworn duty to thoroughly address each topic presented to them within six minutes or suffer the indignity of a horrible buzzer. I'm Alex Jaffe, and the video game I have bought the most times is probably Super Mario 64. I am. Hmm. Okay. Hi, I'm Frank Cifaldi. I have a sworn duty to something, something on the show. Uh, and the uh, video game that I've purchased the most times. I think I'm going to have to sort of cheat here because uh, I've had to purchase my own collections multiple times. Uh, so I'm going to pick one, Mega Man 1 through 6, the entirety of the, that franchise. You know what? I think I bought Mega Man 2 on the iPhone once. So and it was terrible. Two edges so, it out. So Mega Man 2. Shoot. Uh, I played that port. That port was bad. It's really bad. Why not get it, though? That might be the worst port of a video game I've ever played. It was remarkable. Yeah. Is it still available? I'll get it right now. It might be. Uh, I'm Tim Rogers, and the video game I purchased the most times, hmm, it's probably the Super Mario Bros. 3, because I done bought it on every everything it's available on. I don't really purchase stuff too, too many times. I'm about to purchase uh, uh, Persona 4 for, uh, what, uh, probably a... Uh, two more times hold on let's 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 find out persona 4 i purchased in uh i purchased the original japanese version i purchased uh, the original japanese version of uh golden i had the u.s version the u.s version of golden and then i got golden on steam probably buy it on the nintendo switch that's six times mm, that's all i got i suppose uh super mario brothers 3 i've purchased uh, every version of it that uh, i think they've ever made so that's how many is that who knows Exciting question. Good one. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm Brandon Sheffield. I think I got uh, two answers for this sort of. Probably Symphony of the Night is one of them because I bought it on PlayStation, I bought it on Saturn, then I bought it on PSP, then I bought it on PS4 collection, whatever. I might have bought it, purchased it additional times as well as that. I'm not really sure. Um, and that wasn't really an intention. I just sort of was like, well, there it is. I guess I'll buy it. But then the other one. Fun game. I also, uh, that sometimes I buy, like, lots of games, and there's multiples in there, and, uh, recently I purchased some Saturn games so that I could get the, the cases. With that lot came, was it, 9 or 13 copies of the Ayrton Senna, uh, photo CD game on Saturn thing, and that's, that's a lot of those, but then I realized, I've talked about this on the show before, I can't believe I didn't mention it, I'm not thinking of it until now, I bought, uh, 98 copies half and half of TV sports football and TV sports hockey on the TurboGrafx sealed at one point. Oh, that's a good answer. 
And uh, that uh, that's the real one, about uh, 40 whatever each of those. I must revise my answer. I just re- realized that I have purchased a game more than uh, Mega Man 2. I was collecting um, NES games in uh, the late 90s when one could do that. Um, oh, yeah. Part of that was uh, weekly runs to every Funko Land in Vegas. And uh, Super Mario Duck Hunt was nine cents. And Shoot. Irresistible to not just buy those and figure out what to do with them later. I never figured out what to do with them. I just gave them away. But uh, I'm sure I had, you know, 50 plus Super Mario Duck Hunt cartridges for nine cents each at some point. That's a fair answer. Now I just want to say that uh, I I interpreted this question as game that you purchased uh, to like play like versions of i have in the past purchased several copies of one game for the purpose of giving them to people most famously i in one of my videos i talk about a story where i purchased a large number of copies of breath of fire 5 dragon quarter and uh it gave them to a bunch of people in my office which, uh, i don't know how that worked uh, two people played it nice. there's a pretty good story about how I, I i i had a copy of it in my backpack and uh, I was going through my backpack and I was on a date with a girl who said, what's that? And I was like, oh, it's uh, Breath of Fire 5 Dragon Quarter for the PlayStation 2. And she's like, is it good? And I was like, do you want it here? And uh, uh, I, I was later at her house and she had it. And I'm like, did you play it? And she's like, yeah, it was pretty cool. Nice. Uh, I guess it was, it was a little weird. And then I was like, oh, let me see your save file. And I, because I was like, I want to play some Breath of Fire, Fire Dragon Quarter. And she had just gotten everything in the game. <laughs> That's great. Like, oh, game was pretty weird, was kind of an interesting response to. I 100%ed it. What did you think of Breath of Fire, Five Dragon Quarter specifically? And then the information that she had uh, 100%. Yeah, very interesting uh, video game. Everybody give it a shot. It's real good. I hope that lady's doing all right. Thank you. Yeah, she's probably okay. Here's my first question for you this evening. At what point while playing a game do you feel justified in picking up a guide? Anytime that I get stuck. <laughs> justified? Literally anytime I get stuck and don't want to deal with it. Anytime it feels like it's uh, about to um, take more of my time than looking it up, I will, I will look it up. But I, I think for me it's more like when won't I? That's the more interesting question is when do I abstain from looking up a guide because I... I feel very guide oriented. I don't care about uh, getting spoiled or things. But when the game is about trying to make meaningful choices and things like that, like Citizen Sleeper or whatever, then I tried to not look up spoilery guide things. But I would be like, okay, how how do I get the maximum story in one playthrough? Um, because I only really want to go through it once or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I I agree that it kind of depends on the type of game. Um, if it, if it is a game where it's all like like an adventure game, right, where um, the point is to get stuck and, and try to puzzle out what you're supposed to do. It depends on how good that game is. If, if it's pretty good, I'll, I'll give it a few minutes. And if I'm just actually stuck, I'll look it up. And then my time to guide past that is dependent on how fair I thought it was once I looked it up. You know what I mean? Like, if I look up the answer and it's like, oh, I could have gotten that. Yeah, that makes sense. I, that's on me. Then then I will reduce time. But if it's like, oh, go to hell. You know, like, like how could I have known that? Then then I'm I'm now much quicker to look. Uh, back, back in the day, Frank and I used to go to small video game launches and parties that would happen all around San Francisco because there were all of these uh, video game publications there. And so there would be these things that would happen in just like some bar and they would have a game 
there for you to play on laptops or with a TV. And it would be like all of the scrubbiest freelance journalists that were there just for the free booze and the premise that they might possibly be able to write about it for somewhere. Anyway, we went to a lot of these. And there was one that we went to, Frank, where there was a an adventure game and we hadn't seen a traditional adventure game for a while. There hadn't been that many. I think it was a European company. And um, we were trying to find... Was a, it Runaway? Runaway? It might have been was Runaway, yeah. And we were trying to do this solution to this one puzzle where I think it was like there was a rope that we needed to cut. And we had like a, a magnifying glass and we had other stuff. We had other stuff that felt more obvious and we weren't allowed to use it. But we had this magnifying glass and we were trying to use it on there. And it turned out that the solution was that we had to attach a stick to the magnifying glass with some rope that we already had so that the stick was longer and then we could burn the rope with the magnifying glass. It was something <laughs> stupid like that. And we were so angry. I don't... <laughs> Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, I believe that was Runaway to the Dream of the Turtle. Yes, I knew there um, was a turtle in there. From uh, a, a studio from uh, Madrid, a Pendulo studio. Yeah, and they we just got... Apparently still around. We got upset and we uh, told the PR people <laughs> how upset we were <laughs> about it. <laughs> Um, and then, and then we left. <laughs> Pendulo times. Studios, huh? Mm-hmm. Pendulo Studios, published by uh, Focus Home Interactive. I would say that I look at a guide for a video game if I think the game is uh, okay. There are there are many many ways to for a video game to be honest or dishonest. Um, if I have given what I have over the the, the course of my life. Uh, my the, the 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 critical faculties. I have uh, taken care to fine wine age for these past decades of video game playing. Uh, if if those sensibilities and sensitivities detect that a a game's challenge, which uh, for the record is frustrating me at the moment, possesses uh, some you know factor of dishonesty, I will look at a guide. But then I usually will find myself slippery slope uh, sliding toward not liking the game and uh, coming away from it with a, a negative opinion. I suffer when I play video games if, if there's a challenge that uh, re- relies on some obtuse clue or requires me to trial and error my way through stuff. I mean, there's games like like Alundra, which had these horrible puzzles mm-hmm. um, that I I loved to suffer and struggle through, simply because I felt like they they were at least a little bit honest, and also I didn't have any kind of internet connection to look up any kind of a guide or yeah, anything. You just had to do some calculus to figure them out. I I was not a fan of those, but I did understand that there was a path to to doing them for a human being. You understand what's good about Alundra. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. All right. Here's my next question for you. If all video games contain some kind of fantasy fulfillment, then which video games serve the most niche interests? I like like those truck simulator games, man. Like people who just really want to drive a truck. Is that more niche than than farming? Farm simulator, something like that. I don't know. I feel like trucking is something you could get into. See, I'm thinking about how there's, you know, there's there's popular shows like Ice Road Truckers, right? Like, like, like there there is an established oh. uh, entertainment uh, need for 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 trucking. 
Um, I've, I don't believe I've ever seen an exciting uh, reality show about farming. Yeah. Well, that's a missed opportunity. Wasn't there some kind of a Paris Hilton show uh, where she and her friend uh, had to live on a farm for a year or something Oh, yes, like that? there was. Um, was it called Paris Hilton Has a Farm? Because it should have been. It would have been a good name for yeah, it. It would have been pretty I good. think it was The Simple Life. Yeah, Simple Life. That was it. I, I knew the name of the show. I just, I didn't want to. the wrong name. I just, I wasn't going to say it. It was uh, in contrast in contrast to The Good Life, which is a video game that apparently came out. It did. Uh, the sweary game that came out, and I don't I don't know what's up with it. Maybe I'd check it out. It's okay. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, maybe I'd check it out. I don't know. Yeah, so uh, Niche Sims. Um, there was, wasn't there one about like building engine parts, like putting an engine together? I'm pretty sure. And there's that one with car stuff that is in, incredibly tunable. I don't know. There's uh, a lot of these simulators now on Steam that you'll see where it's like people have decided to just make like the stupidest simulator games. There's like some PC building simulator game that's about putting PCs together. It's like, all right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there's a lot of that on Steam is what I was about to say. I mean, like, I remember a power washing simulator kind of picking up <laughs> picking up Steam. I really didn't mean that, that pun, but. Oh, yeah. We have another guest on the show uh, to help us answer this question about uh, video game serving niche interests. <laughs> we had to phone a friend yeah. for this one. <laughs> Joining us is the uh, games writer and developer of Hard Space Shipbreaker and Adios, Doc Burford. Hello, hello. Hi there. Hello. Hey, what's up? I know this guy, darn guy. <laughs> the topic at present is if all video games contain some kind of fantasy fulfillment then which video games serve the most niche interests? Oh, I was, I was not under, I, I guess I didn't listen to the question the first time. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was too high. Yeah. That's why I needed to call in help. Colin? I mean, the question sounds like by, by definition, one that's really hard to find games for since they're really niche games, right? Right. I was going to say that the, the most niche interest that is served is in uh, serious game sims where it's like learn how to put this tube down a person's nose correctly like those are those are pretty niche i have to say laryngoscopy that's called yeah i have to get a, those about every three months that sounds bad i'm just yeah, I had just a, throwing it out there it doesn't sound that fun i had an i had an infection on in my jugular vein oh i heard last that year one. yeah that's uh, where uh humor goes yeah <laughs> yes uh yes uh, yeah, so they, they have to look in my, they have to put the, the flexible tube up my nose. I'll tell you what, uh, looking at the bill, I don't think it should be much of a niche interest to be a, <laughs> uh, uh, an otolaryngologist, uh, because I think uh, more people should get interested in that. That is a uh, bit of fantasy fulfillment, isn't there's it? Some, there's some money in there, Jerry. Yeah, I mean, every, every uh, couple few months, somebody makes a tweet about how Animal Crossing and Stardew Valley are the ultimate wish fulfillment because they they fulfill millennials dreams of like having stable friends and uh and owning a house and having a garden and a walkable uh grocery store or whatever and and every single time that gets oh yeah that exact phrasing gets tweeted it gets like ten thousand retweets and twenty five thousand likes and stuff so um certainly not niche i guess but uh definitely fulfilling some fantasy for for folks I was reading about uh some weird games last night that were working on uh mind control. Like oh, yeah? you hook up a gear like a hook up a machine to your brain, right? And then they hook up a, a sensor to the machine that's hooked up to your brain 
And this is all connected to VR. So you play a VR game and they're recording what your brain does to make your brain work better. It's called neurofeedback. It's something I did years ago and it was really useful, but this is like way more advanced than what I ever had to do at the hospital back in the day. Huh. It sounds spooky so if you ask what, me. <laughs> yeah, what's the fantasy there? I guess it's literal. Uh, well, a lot of them are like sending you to a calming and relaxing place. The ones that I had to do back in like, uh, it was about 10 years ago, uh, you're riding a roller coaster, right? It's not really right. a fantasy about riding a roller coaster. It's using that as a way to kind of get your brain to relax because they're trying to rewire the circuitry of your actual brain. Oh. So it's it's kind of serving a dual purpose. Wait, some people relax on a roller coaster? I mean, I do. I get tense thinking about a roller coaster. Yeah, it's it's like, um, imagine, you know, a fluid motion, right? And your brain likes to see the fluid motion. Like any of those like R slash oddly satisfying GIFs on Reddit or whatever, right? Yeah. Those all look really nice. So the roller coaster is like that. It's one fluid motion, right? Okay. Except that when your brain isn't doing what it's supposed to, they stop the video or the, the gameplay simulation, whatever, right? Oh. Your brain then immediately goes, oh, wait, I need to be in this state in order to make it work. It's kind of like operant conditioning for the brain, right? So if you have a really good brain day, that whole thing is going to be fluid. If it's not, it goes in fits and bursts. I don't like it. it that's it's why it's mind control. Like, don't touch uh, my brain. <laughs> speaking of controlling bodily functions... Uh, here's my next topic. I would like you to design a video game for the Nintendo Wii Vitality Sensor accessory that was canceled in 2013. That's the one that goes on your finger? Oh, very good That's question. That's the one, yes. Yeah. It was basically just a pulse oximeter, mm -hmm. right? It's basically what it, the Wii Vitality Sensor. Um, can I just say, that was such a... They should have... No, I, I feel like there's probably a hundred things like that in development at Nintendo at all times. Yeah, and they they don't uh, they don't just throw them out there and and talk about them most of the time, an overwhelming majority of the time. That was a weird one to to mention. Like like what round of applause did they expect yeah. for that? Because that was a bad idea. I'm sorry. So this is not an easy. Mm, uh, I disagree. You disagree? I think for the audience that they had at that time. It was very uh, Wii Fit centric. I think yeah. moving, expanding on wellness as a mm -hmm. concept mm -hmm. is, I think, what they were doing. True. Right? It was announced around 2009, which was like right. Mm -hmm. So, so I believe what they were going to do is like we relax or something, right? Like, like they and or you know, it's it's even similar to brain training. It's like just very pseudoscience Nintendo stuff to like make you feel better and and and. Yeah. I, I don't think it was a bad idea. I think I think that if they were going to get the Wii Fit owners to buy anything else, it was going to be something like this. Wii Relax. And they basically did it with Ring Fit, like they uh, because after you do the oh, Ring Fit Adventure stuff, you put your 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 thumb on there and it and it measures your pulse a little bit to see how how uh, juiced up you got. So like it's it's not exactly yeah, the but same, that's measuring but your pulse. It's the vitality sensor was going to measure your your oxygen saturation, right? So as someone who had the coronavirus um, real bad, and I had a pulse oximeter purchased off of Amazon, and I got to watch my uh, my my number go between ninety three and and ninety eight. Basically, what it was like was when my lungs were at their most messed up, it was just like ninety three and. Uh, I couldn't do anything to change that. It's like, what am I going to, are they going to, were they going to add some sort of mode for Zelda Breath of the Wild, or Breathe of the Wild? Controlled Breath of the Wild. Yeah, where you, if your, if your oxygen is at 99, then you can repair a sword for free every 15 minutes. It would have just been like an amiibo, 
But anyway, I like the idea of we relax. Let's go for that one. I think I think they would have yoga did. I think it would have been all right. Do some yoga. That's exactly what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm two years past COVID. I can't get my heartbeat lower than 100 right now. I just can't. I haven't been able to get it under 100 in two years. So I feel like uh, any 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 implementation of a Wii Vitality Sensor is going to end up just depressing and insulting a, a specific number of uh, of people It'd out there. It'd be like the, the Yankee Candle test for COVID where you get a bunch of people on uh, forums being like- This game's too hard. This, this Wii Yoga is not, not working anymore. I, I can't- I, The game's too hard. I can't get the- How do you get the heart rate under 100? Yeah, see? That's probably what it would be. No good. It'd be all right. We relax, though. That seems good. We do. It's just designed to make your pulse go down. Yeah, that, that's my thinking. Yeah, it's very meditative stuff. Probably some like parchment paper aesthetic on the screen and like sunsets and stuff like that. And probably not using Mario. It's, it's just the Wii Shop music. Like a slowed down version, maybe. You listen to it. Yeah, it would be much like a, it, for some, the US version would be called Wii Chill. Yeah. I'll be honest, I was expecting you all to go in the opposite direction with like a horror title. Like Tetris and it gets harder when your pulse goes up or something? Yeah. Someone did that, actually. That was the thing. I don't think we want anyone to to encourage their pulse to go up. I think I think uh, we're all we're all too old to, to want that to happen. <laughs> yeah, I don't want my my pulse to go up. Maybe you would have had a different answer if I had asked this in 2013. Yeah, should have thought about that. Yeah, probably a different answer. Yeah, should have thought about that back then. I'll, I'll go back ten years and yeah, see if I can patch that in. I don't wish away the next half year. It's still 2022, right? That's true. We, things could turn around. Years exactly half <laughs> yeah. over as of today. Yeah, they, could, they could turn around and get even worse. Oh yeah. You ever notice how it's like it's like April thirtieth? Someone will be like, "I can't believe April is over. It's already May, which means the year is almost half over." It's like, dude, you've got sixty-one whole days before the year is half over. Yeah, wake me up when September ends. Oh my <laughs> God, it's April twenty-ninth. Tomorrow is April 30th, which means April is over, which means it's May, which means it's almost June, which means the year's... It's like June 1st is not half of the year either. You see these these uh, social media postings again on May 30th. Tomorrow's May 31st, which means it's almost June, which means the year's half over. It's like, nah, man. Yeah. June 30th is the middle of the year. And if y'all's parents ever do that kind of stuff, because my mom would be like, it's almost 10 and it's like 9.15. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like once once it ticks over to a certain number that you can get upset about, it's it's uh, it might as well already be there. I understand time tenderizes into one, the tendency to round up. Yeah. Right? Like, you can uh, get some big randoms. You get over the age of 35 or so and uh, you just start rounding your age up. When it's like less than six months to your birthday, you, have you have you done this? Like someone asks, "How old are you?" Like I'm 43, right? And it's like January, and my birthday's in five months, and I'm just saying I'm 43. I'm like, yeah, I'm 43, whatever. It's like I, I uh, do that, but I add almost. I don't. I don't. I don't give a, a false. Yeah, number. I, I say almost also. All right. Well, we're almost halfway through this episode, which means it's time for us to take a quick break. Oh, a cubie. I think we should do it like toddlers, where, where we're like, yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm 41 and uh, 10 14ths <laughs> or whatever. Number of months. 
number of months, but or like do it as a weird fraction. I think you should do years and months. I think years and months is good. Uh, I'm 43 in the 43 in a month. Or you could just like continue on from from being a. What, how they did it when you were a child, you'd be like, yeah, I'm um, uh, 50,000 weeks old or, or whatever. Or if someone asks you how old you are and, and you just, you you do it Wikipedia style where you just say your, your birthday with the year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was born on June 26th. You want to know my year is active? <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to Insert Credit. It's time for our third installment of our beloved monthly segment, The Golden Age of Konami, where I have one chance to ask tim rogers what the golden Uh-oh. age of konami was uh previously no, i incorrectly guessed 1995 to 1997 and 1993 to 1995 before i make okay. my guess this month i'd like to ask can i get a clue on how long the golden age of konami was um you can say no i thought i specified how long it was i don't think he did oh did i not no i think jaffe wanted to guess so voraciously that uh that <laughs> you did not um have opportunity to my analysis is ongoing i will say but let's go ahead and say that it's it's a good it's a good uh three-year window that's what i thought i thought it was a three-year window okay okay my guess this month is right in the arcade spot of 1989 to 1991. That is uh, that is a no for me. Oh. All right. Uh, that's not it. That's not it. I'll try again next month. Uh, that means it's time to go over to the dirt bag, which is the point where we get a question submitted by one of our listeners who subscribe for just dollars a month to patreon.com slash insert credit, where even you listening right now could follow suit and... Get access to the form, which allows you to submit questions, monthly bonus episodes, and other neat surprises that you'll see coming down through that Patreon backer feed. Uh, This week's question comes from Dysopop, who asks, what's better, default running with a walk button or default walking with a run button? Default running with a walk button. Why do you say that? Oh, okay. I see. It took me a second to to figure out what that meant. Okay. so, So holding a button to slow down. Yeah. Or, or toggling a button. It doesn't have to be a hold. Okay, got it. I always want to go faster. Everybody always wants to go faster. There's never, a t- like, if there's a button to hold to run, you're just always going to hold it. Like, when when do you want to go slower? Hardly ever. And so during that hardly ever, if you hit a button to go slow, that's cool. But otherwise, it's like, if if, if there's a game where the fastest mo- mode of transportation is rolling, then, then you're in a bad spot because people are just going to be rolling and your game's going to look stupid in all videos because people are constantly rolling you may as well just have a a Mm -hmm. button to roll or just make the run fast enough that rolling isn't the thing to do so i think it's it's pretty time tested that if there's a fastest way to go players are going to try to do it so you might as well just make that the default and then if people want to slow yeah i have fun personal experience with this yeah yeah so uh one of the first games I ever made was a, a walking sim, right? And a lot of people were like, you're going too slow. You're not fast enough. And so I kind of just filed this away in my, you know, brain drawer for ideas later, right? So then I go and I make the game Adios. And it's a game about an old man who's, you know, he's retirement age. And he's, you know, raising pigs to basically eat, you know, corpses for the mob. And he's decided to quit. And, you know, we're working on the game. People are like, well, this is a sad game, right? So he should be pretty slow. And he's an old man, so you don't want him jumping around. That would be weird, right? You want him to move really slow. 
So I sat there and I thought about it for a bit, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Executive decision. We are going fast at all times. We can press a button to slow down, but honestly, he should go fast. And a bunch of people were like, that, that doesn't fit with the, the theme or whatever, right? How is that going to work? Well, after the game came out, a bunch of people were like, yeah, this game feels really good to play, blah, blah, blah. I got no complaints about the game being too slow, which is one of the most common complaints in walking sims. Yeah. And uh, then I got one review from one guy basically well i figured out i could jump during conversations so i kept trying to jump on the guy's head and it really took away from the story so i don't <laughs> think the game's very good so you can't please everybody no yeah I, I i thought that that was actually very smart i told you this um i thought that was very smart because uh it just uh i made my guy walk slow so um i i didn't jump on people's heads during the conversation i feel like uh you're just giving people an opportunity to uh, to out themselves as not uh, not wanting to pay attention. Y- yeah, I mean, engage in the game in the spirit it was intended. When when you're playing a game, you are in some extent playing along with the game. You have to accept it on its own terms. Yeah, if you exactly if you play a horror game and you decide you don't want to be scared, then the game's going to be kind of boring to you unless you're trying to do like a comedy run or something. You know. You know what you're, what what your your game reminds me of with the sort of opting in to to be slower. And, and more in character it it just reminds me of mmos where some players are like role-playing with their dialogue mm-hmm. and they you know clearly mark themselves as like i'm trying to immerse myself in role play that it seems kind of similar right it's like let people by default just run around like it's a video game but if they really want to play the role of an old man they can opt into that you can press the slow but down button yeah yeah, that's why the slow button uh, for a lot of people I know is called the RP walk button. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, okay, this whole uh, uh, default run with a walk button, default walk with a run button question uh, kind of sounds like we're talking about games that use D-pads um, and not analog sticks, where in an analog stick world you can... Uh, that is not my can... interpretation. No, not, not mine that. either. Well, well, I mean, a lot of these games, uh, there's a lot of these old games where I mean, like, there was Walking a walking sim, I walk pretty fast. You know, like uh, I mean, trust me. I've been I've played a lot of these PS1 games lately, right? And these PS2 games, and a lot of them will have a run button or a walk button, right? Like, so this is this is just where I'm coming from here. So it's like a lot of them. Uh, there was a period in time we need not specify exactly when this period was. There was a period in time when it was everything was walk with a run button, right? And then there was a, suddenly a shift to everything was run with the walk button for a while in the PS1, PS2 era. And every time during the walk with a run button era, like Final Fantasy VII is you walk and there's a run button, right? I can't, uh, I mean, I've played through Final Fantasy VII like 16 times, right? There's not a single moment in any of the game where I'm not running, right? Except the one part where you have to walk because there's creaky floorboards. So yeah, I think the solution is uh I think it's run, run with, with the walk button. With yeah, the this, walk button. this yeah. came from a certain angle for me because I grew up playing the PC Engine and PC Engine games were mostly run with a walk button if there was a walk button at all or a toggle. And I believe that this is because yeah. so many of these PC Engine games came from a PC legacy where Mm-hmm. You know, it maybe made less sense to have to toggle to have those things on a button, and it made more sense to toggle it in a menu, and you would just decide whether you're going to run or walk. So for me, I was used to going fast, and then I'd play like a Super Nintendo game or a Genesis game, and I'd be like, "We speed this up? What the? F- what are we doing here?" The 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 walking around is not the fun part. 
I think what you actually need, the, the final answer is you need run with a boost button. Yeah. And then also a crawl. <laughs> click the right, click the left <laughs> stick so that you, you go prone. Uh, run, boost, and crawl. Those are the three speeds. Run, of your boost, character. and crawl. And go, no, a prone crawl. Neantic has been struggling to find another hit after the success of Pokemon Go, slapping other political, uh, slapping other popular intellectual properties on the same model. <laughs> Just doesn't really seem to be doing the trick. I like the idea of political ones, though. Yeah, that that was a slip up that I was hoping to get edited out of the show uh, because <laughs> well, I was it's too late now because I've addressed it. I'm trying to think about it. Okay, is there anything more for them to do in the augmented reality space, or will they go down as a one hit wonder? No, it's just time to shut down. No, there's there's they're stuff gonna, they're going to go down as a one hit wonder. I think there's stuff they could do. I actually think that if they they got purchased by Nintendo and they had more runway, then they could possibly do more stuff. I guess I'm kind of surprised that, you know, doing it in the Harry Potter world didn't work because it seems like that would be a pretty good. Because Harry Potter is not a universe about collecting stuff. It's true. Right. It's true. Pokemon is a is a is a delicate video game series, right? Okay, we can we can say a lot of mean stuff about Pokemon if we really wanted to. We can say Pokemon's for children, which it is. We can say that it's a uh, it's also can be for adults, whatever, right? Uh, but Pokemon, there is that very collectathon, gotta catch them all element to it. There is a very shallow angle that you can approach Pokemon from and still have something that contains. Uh, a, a significant majority portion of Pokemon's essence, right? Whereas Harry Potter, no, I don't know, man. That that IP is also declining, right? Like the latest movie sold sure. like nothing, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, not nothing, but uh, it definitely did worse. I don't need a god darn movie to tell me where to find a Fantastic Beast because I got one right here. I'm looking right at him. I'll tell you why it's the secrets of Dumbledore because nobody watched it to find out. Yes, uh, <laughs> the, the secrets will oh. die with Dumbledore. Um, I'm going to do the obvious answer here, and I think it's been long enough that uh, uh, there should be a Pokemon Go 2. There you go. Yeah, that's that's what, where this is all headed. They're still making money hand over fist. Like It's one of the most profitable games on like mm -hmm. all of mobile. It's just absurdly mm -hmm. profitable. I think Part of the problem, though, is, is, you know, the fantasy of the actual Go part is not whatever made it popular. Like the whole walking around town thing. That works great if you're in, you know, a really big town. Doesn't work so great for everyone who lives outside of those big towns. I think it did actually work in that way because it got it mass appeal because there were con there was a constant news cycle about it happening and people talking about it in the mainstream. So I think it actually did help it in that it was like a free marketing vector in a way on top of whatever else. That makes sense. But didn't their previous game basically just not have any traction at all and only kind of survive because Google was funding them? Um, Maybe, yeah. The old rich boy phenomenon, yeah. Ingress, I think the name was. They, But they did it better the second time as well, I, I think. I don't know. I, I feel like you could do like a uh, an original game, like not a Genshin Impact, but another game where you're collecting little characters that are on your team. I don't know. I think the going out there is is worth it to some extent, but it doesn't necessarily have to be your physical body. Maybe you have to like w virtually walk around the streets and Google Maps of somewhere or something like that. Yeah, I think I heard that like player numbers cratered shortly after the uh, the COVID bonuses that you know let you stay in your home uh, went away. Yeah, mm -hmm. could be. There's a ton of monster collecting games that are out there that you could use, but like no one's really gonna. I, I don't think Shin Megami Tensei Go is gonna you know make 
a billion dollars, right? No, but uh, Shin Megami Tensei DX2 or whatever it's called is actually still running the SMT phone game. The after Sega has like canceled and tabled all these other ones, I believe that one is actually still going. Like three something years later, yep, I have it installed right now. Yeah, I haven't played it for probably two and a half years because. They there started to be too many things to do and manage, and I just couldn't handle it anymore. Too much stuff in one video game. Everybody, calm down. But I I do I do think there's stuff Niantic can do. I don't know what exactly it is, but um, they got so much money. They should come up with a new thing. Come up with a new thing yeah, that's going to be actually really cool. Like, don't just reskin Pokemon Go. Yeah, everything I've read about their founder, though, is like this is what he wants. He actually doesn't really care about video games. It's video games. He cares about getting you out and exploring that's his fantasy right that he wants everyone to yeah. be taken yeah it's a real uh uh i i get like these real weird naive vibes off of uh that guy where it's like there's i just want the gamers to go outside i want them to learn that there's a whole big world out there it's, it's like, a little bit naive it's a little bit pedantic it's neantic yeah yeah, exactly. It's kind of like Connect in that response, isn't it? Like, you know how Connect was all let's use your body a whole lot, and like most people don't want to do that because that's tiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean VR is kind of the same way. Like oh, people yeah. generally go for the path of least resistance, and all these games that try to make you more physically active, as you know, good as being physically active is, not everybody wants to do that with their recreation because it splits attention. Mm-hmm. It's tiring. You can only do certain things with your games, and. It, it's a good idea, but it never seems to take off, if that makes sense. I, th- I think exercise works best when it's just a struggle and it's suffering <laughs> and you just get it over with. Like integrating it with my entertainment. It's kind of like the guy who, when you're ordering pizza, goes, let's get like some spinach on there, dude. Uh, something green, man. It's like, no, I eat my pound of spinach uh, at other times. It's pizza time now. I like spinach on a pizza. We've had this discussion before. No, you don't, you filthy liar. Sure I do. I'm team Brandon here. No, you don't. You you, you don't want basil on there? You don't want want that? Basil's okay. Speaking of basil, that's a great segue into my last question, which is, who is the Baz Luhrmann of video games? Oh, God. Uh, David Cage? Ken Levine. Well, I'm hoping it's me. It's David Cage. It's absolutely (laughs) David Cage. There's no other answer. I think it's- Wait, is Baz Luhrmann, like, horrible? Um, I mean, have you watched his movies? Yeah. David Cage is more like the Tom Hooper of games. Not not really Baz Luhrmann. Baz Luhrmann's like what Tom Hooper wants to be. Man, I don't know. Baz Luhrmann at least has something technical going on where he's achieving some kind of a vision. Right. Whereas David Cage yeah, is... I, 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 I'm, yeah. David Cage is just butterfingering everything. I think he's trying to achieve his own vision, David Cage is, and so is Baz Luhrmann. Like Baz Luhrmann, his mission is to make movies that I will hate. And he achieves it every time, and he's spectacular at it. Like he can make everything. I'm gonna admit, I've never, I've never seen one. I saw part of several of them. I never actually sat down and watched a whole one. It's him and Darren Aronofsky that are competing for my ire. Uh, they're they're the the top two worst directors in the universe, uh, according to me. Aronofsky is is far closer to David Cage. I mean, you can uh, you can say you you can you can stop the comparison at I don't like them, right? Or you can, uh, I mean, when you get down to execution stuff, I think Aronofsky and uh, David Cage are pretty close. Did you see that Mother movie? If you want to see a, the a truly hateful film, no, the one we're talking about, Darren Aronofsky here, Jerry. Uh, I have not had to watch any of his movies since The Black Swan. So, if you would like to. 
um, sit down and time. experience something that is uh, uh, very hateful mm-hmm. or hateable yeah. that you really need to uh, if you really need to sit down and articulate. If I really need the the uh, what, what was that meter call it? If I need my pulse to go way up. I can watch this movie. Your pulse oximeter. Yeah, my pulse oximeter. The wee vitality well, sensor. pulse oximeter measures your pulse and your blo- oxygen saturation. So I feel like your oxygen saturation would go down and your pulse would go up. I'll if be you hyperventilating. Yeah. Mother with an exclamation point. I have a, a question about the question, right? If, go for if it. If Lerman's kind of deal is that he basically just wants to make two hour long music videos, what game developer best fits, I would say, that? description of it because that's every time i ever talk to like movie people about him they're like yeah he just wants to make really long music videos that's really all he is oh, he did that great gatsby didn't he he did he did do that and it has like hip-hop in it so my question is does that elvis movie have hip-hop in it is that probably is there something like that is there like a jay-z soundtrack in the elvis movie i would assume it's a genuine question i honestly don't know i feel like that would be weird but also quote-unquote interesting, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, Doja Cat has an original song on the Elvis soundtrack. Yeah, there you go. Oh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> quote-unquote interesting. Baz Luhrmann seems to have, from what I've, you know, the, the the scenes I've seen of, you know, Romeo plus Juliet and whatnot, Leonardo DiCaprio with the uh, a, a gun. I'm, I got it confused with the movie The Beach for a second. You get it confused with Romeo must die. He says, I'm not going to die today. I got it confused with the beach for a second. Um, the beach is okay. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to. I'm I'm saying that tentatively. If I ever revisit the beach, uh, I can I can give a more more uh, interesting opinion. Um, I feel like in terms of execution, just the fact that he's he actually seems to be you know the the lights are in the right place. You know, well, yeah. I mean, if it, David well, Cage were a filmmaker, the the lights would be all wrong. You know. Like, you know, like stuff would be all just kind of messed up. I feel like he's more Ken Levine, man. I don't know. Hmm. Ken Levine thinks he's the Guillermo del Toro of video games. Uh, but he's actually, I think, the Baz Luhrmann of video games. But what is his thing? There's no music. It, well, yeah, music, sure. But there's no even. There's not even an equivalent of that. Like, like you can you can spot the qualities. He's of got the- a Beach Boys cover in Bioshock Infinite. It's one of the first things you hear. It doesn't really have the uh, the kind of effervescence and movement that Boz Lerman likes to put into the movies. I don't know. I played Bioshock Infinite. Boz Lerman is Busby Berkeley, too, basically. Busby Berkeley. I feel like that's maybe a little insulting to Busby Berkeley in my in my worldview, but um, uh, it's it's what he's trying to be at least. Oh, right? sure. I love the okay. the game the game devs we've mentioned here are like. The kind of people who really resent not being as fa- like more famous, you know, they want to be, you know, Spielberg and Scorsese and all that. They want to be seen as like true real artists. Whereas like mm-hmm. Lerman, for all of his shortcomings, is just doing this thing he loves doing, which is spectacle, right? He's 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 the Michael Bay of his specific niche, right? Where Michael Bay is also, you know, a guy whose favorite movie is West Side Story because, as he put it, uh, everything is moving all the time. That's all he got from that movie apparently i wouldn't call him yeah. uh busby berkeley 2 so much as i'd call him busby 3d nice thank you uh it's time for a lightning round what could possibly go wrong <laughs> uh we're playing one of my favorite All games right. this week we're playing game fa q and a's every video game has a page on game faqs that is patently false uh but many video <laughs> games have a page on game faqs yeah, some of them do uh and many of those pages have a message board simply titled q and a's 
where users can submit their own pressing questions about that video game for Game mm-hmm. FAQ's illustrious community to answer. I pull 10 questions from that board for us to provide snappy answers to regardless of actual accuracy for this here game. Uh, this week, we will be putting an eye on Stalker Shadow of Chernobyl. I've taken 10 mm-hmm. questions from that game's Q&A board, which we will address to the best of our ability. As a little aside here, um, I always pronounced it Game Facts, and um, I enjoyed pronouncing it Game Facts because it sounds similar to Game Facts, but <laughs> yeah, but the supposed facts are user-submitted and not necessarily correct, and so spelling it FAQs, Game Facts is like... It's like they're not actually facts, but they're fact adjacent, and and somehow that all that all Factoids. swirls together very nicely for me. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I'm gonna tell you exactly. Like, and this is no joke. Um, I have always pronounced it. Game frequently asked questions. <laughs> I love like, it. So you know that's that's, uh, that's you know uh, button. Sorry. Wow. There we go. Uh, okay, there. That was your good. style. Truly right. is impetuous, Tim. Yeah, my defenses are impregnable as well. In case you forgot that part. Question one: Why won't the barkeep talk to me? You you gotta buy a drink, buddy. They got too many customers. Man, have you have you ever been to one of those uh, one of those bars where the bartender is a lady of yeah. a general attractiveness? Okay, okay, yeah, and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And then all, all the, the dudes, dudes in there are like, uh, "Hey, how are you doing? Uh, let's have a little." Have you ever been to a place where where dudes are talking? Or dudes are talking <laughs> about hot lady bartenders? Yes. And uh, one of them presents the idea that you know usually uh, the, the the bar the, the there's this hot lady bartender. She's hotter than all the girls in the bar. You ever you ever have that? I feel like I overheard that conversation like nine thousand times. I've, I've definitely heard that, and uh, it's definitely a good indication that you should relocate your person to a different yeah. different zone of conversation. Question two. Oh, wow. All right. What is the best... Definitive answer. What mm-hmm. is the best combination of artifacts? Uh, okay. Artifacts? It's the one that stops you from bleeding and anything else. Okay. I mean, I was going to say, like, uh, you, you want, like, an Ankh, and then you want, um, like, a Covenant or something. Um, maybe a scroll? Any sort of a cross made of gold. Okay. And then a ring. A cross made of gold, but it has a sword inside. Oh, that's a good one. Necklace and a ring. That's a combo. I just think generally necklace and a ring, and if they stop you from bleeding, that's it. That's actually even better. <laughs> they got to make me do magic. Question three. Easy early money? Yes. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know how to get it, but it's the worst thing you can possibly do in that game. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's only for rich people. By the way, Doc, uh, this has nothing to do with the game. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> we're, we're, t- we're talking about it. We're, we're abstracting. Just so you know, you don't have to think about Stalker. I've never played it. Uh, I, can't, I can't help it. It's my favorite video game of all time. So <laughs> Okay, good. Uh, question four. It's a good one. The sarcophagus is killing me? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, technically, yeah, because you, you just get just get inside it, speed it up, right? It's for you. Fun fact, this right? actually answers the previous question, which is easy early money. The sarcophagus will give you money. Ah. You just have to do some things to do it. Answer the question with another question. Sarcophagus has a mummy in it and is an Iron Maiden, so there's there's your problem. So money's, money is killing you? It's killing us money? all. Uh, yeah. It will kill you with money. That that happens. Question five. Best mods out there? Um, The Beatles. No, they're not the best. Um, 
Who were the best mods? I would say the moderators the at forums.insertcredit.com. Yeah, the best mods. yeah, they and they're and they're out there, man. <laughs> yeah, they're way out there. Syzygy. Question six: How do I eat? Wow. Oh man, I've been struggling with just that put, one. Just put your mouth around it. One, your... one bite at a time. Yeah. Just get a good mouth around and go for it. I'm still waiting for those Star Trek pills. You can just uh, eat eat a thing and then you're not hungry. Doesn't that just take the joy out of eating, though? I once coined the phrase mouth around uh, uh, as like an alternative to handful. Like, yeah. get a good handful of this. Get a good mouth around of this taco, bro. Something <laughs> like that, right? I don't like, like uh, it. just the idea of the idea of putting your mouth around it, like enclosing something in your mouth. So, how do you eat? Just get a good mouth around, bro. <laughs> Question seven. What is the blue tube? Mm. Oh. I don't even know how to answer that seriously. It's the Bluetooth, but wired, right? Yeah. That's, right? There we go. Thank I you. guess. Thank I you. love it. Probably also a subway it, route. It's called, it's, called, it's called a pool noodle. You use it to float. It's, it's fun. Oh, fun noodles, dude. Doc, do you actually know what the blue tube is? No, I legitimately don't. Oh wow! I got I got nothing. <laughs> I, I maybe one of the pipes that are going around the map. I don't fucking know. <laughs> How do I run automatically? Oh, well, let See, go of the walk button. Yeah, it's a toggle. There you go. You have to pound like every monster energy drink they give you in the game first, and then you can do it. Why does this happen? Because <laughs> everything mm. happens so much. I'm good with that. Was that a horse ebooks reference? <laughs> horse ebooks e reference, yes. <laughs> Crikey. Uh, final question. Sorry. Can you do anything with the guitar? No, I can't. I mean, it's it's been a while, but you know, g give me a, give me like an hour, I'd probably play something. I've given up. I've given up on that thing. Heck, the guitar. I shred. Get it out of here. I shred it. I shred it this morning. Uh -huh. I, I figured out how to do the opening riff to one a long time ago. I think that's enough. I shred. Freebird. This has been a pleasant conversation with some pleasant chaps. Uh, this is the time in the show where you recommend things to our listeners. Uh, let me start that over. I don't know. I'm a little out of sorts oh. right now. <laughs> All right. I, I wow. actually liked how you did it the first time. Is this the time? Where are we? <laughs> 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 All right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with me right now. I, I'm thrown a little off balance but you know what would uh set my mind just come robert elated yeah <laughs> you, oh. you know what would help me if i got some recommendations right now of uh nice media or actions i could take in between this episode of the next uh which could enrich my life uh as you see fit or if you have anything going on in your own lives that you'd like to plug heck yeah um i'll, I'll go first actually my, my, mine's pretty quick um Apparently, don't plug uh, the nonprofit I run very much. So uh, my, my actual job is that I, I run a charity called the Video Game History Foundation. Um, and uh, someone who's a big fan of this show only recently joined our, our, our Patreon and got on our Discord because uh, they only just found out about it. So there's probably more people like that. Uh, Interesting. If you want to come hang out and, and talk video game history and see what we're up to and stuff like that, uh, gamehistory.org, and then uh, find our Patreon from there. And that's how you get to our Discord. and. Uh, Good people. Good people. Game history. It's a it's a foundation, you're saying? It's a foundation. See, I always thought it was the game history flounderation and you it you only uh uh had fish. Uh, oh, I see. Your, I see. Uh, as your members, only fish were allowed well, as members. There's plenty of fish in the other I'm, ocean. I'm glad to hear you okay. explain uh it here. It clears up a, a, a big. I don't. I don't know if this one landed, Tim. I think this might have been. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Might have just. Wait. Hold on. on hold on. Let's let's go. Let's go. Let's go to the.
No, they loved it. They loved it. They. I love it. See, there you go. Just floundered. Wait, the gra- the gratitude is rolling in. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm no. Alexander the Great. Thank no, wait, you. Sorry, sorry. I can't. Thank you. I can't see the buttons uh, so well right now. Uh, um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I got some recommendations, and uh, one of them is to watch Phil Tippett's Mad God on Shutter because that's where it is. The Dino Wrangler. It's that movie that the guy whose name is Phil Tippett, he did special effects for a whole lot of movies. For example, uh, the Dino Wrangling same um, Jurassic Park. And then he became just, he was just kind of in charge of effects and whatever. But he, he made this stop motion weirdo movie over the course of 30 years with some other people. And um, it's, you know, it's weird. The weakest element is the human there's some some human actors in there, and, and it doesn't, hate it doesn't humans. Work. And one of them's just Alex Cox, the director, just being himself. He's a pretty goofy guy, so it doesn't, it doesn't really, you know, whatever. So would you say Phil Tippett tipped it over, or what? It, where tip it over means? I think good. he tipped it over into success. Yeah, uh, it's it's good. Oh, very it's, good. It's weird. It's like there's always a bunch of stuff to look at, and that's the cool part. There's, you just, it's like, man, there's details. Look at all these details. And it, it's basically like you're, you're journeying through a series of Rube Goldberg machines that are doing a whole bunch of obtuse nonsense. Uh, the, the purpose of which is, is unclear to you. Um, but it, the, the whole journey is, is what it's about. And it, it winds up being pretty interesting. So give it a look. And then another thing, this was, this is a regional, um, recommendation. If you are interested in having, uh, if if you live in the California Bay Area and you are interested in your your garden space or your home having California native plants, you can go to East Bay Wilds, which is in my neighborhood. It's only open on Fridays, and uh, they they just have California native plants everywhere. So, like, if you want to get some very specific cacti to here or herbs or um, I don't know. You want it? It's good for landscaping as well. I don't know. It's just a cool place to go and look at all these plants and know that they are from right here. And some of them are not that prevalent, and you won't see them elsewhere. Uh, but if you plant them in your yard now, they'll they'll be back. So it's pretty cool. You'll see we, them there. Yeah, you'll see them there. We got some stuff from there, and uh, we're planting them. It's gonna be good times. Check it out. The end. Goodbye. Oh wait. Also. Uh, also, wishlist Demon School on Steam because for the first time today we went below 300 wishlists a day. So uh, somebody, somebody's you, you got to get back in there. Everybody, get back in there. Wishlist okay, Demon School. Wishlist that day one. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm helpless not to wishlist. Tim, do you have any recommendations? Um, uh, nothing really. I haven't really engaged with any stuff in the past week. Sounds cool. I've just been working. How about you, Doc? I mean. I would love it if everybody went and picked up Adios on Switch, Xbox, PC, whatever, because that would really help me out significantly. I personally love this video game. I would like to recommend it. I don't recommend a lot of things on this show a lot, but uh, I think our listeners would really enjoy this game. It's, it's not just about that game, though. It's also, uh, I just got art for our next game, and it's the most hyped thing in the entire world for me now, and it's all I can think about. But it only gets made if we can, you know, a- afford to make it. And right now that's in doubt, so still trying to figure out how to get it funded. And uh, sales of the game are the number one way to make that happen right now. So Yeah, buy the video game. That makes sense to me. I have some other recommendations as well. 
I'd like to recommend that if you're listening to this show in some format where you can subscribe to or review podcasts, that you do that, like Dina J did, who wrote, I don't understand anything they talk about, but I'm supremely entertained and mesmerized by the brilliant Alex Jaffe. And I'm not just saying that because I'm his mother. You can Uh, also go to patreon.com slash insert credit where you could become a patron to submit your own topics, listen to monthly bonus episodes, and get other exclusive content. Uh, You can also join our community at forums.insertcredit.com where we're trying to puzzle what the golden age of Konami is. Maybe we'll get there someday. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at insert credit. Search for insert credit on YouTube. Uh, The show is edited by Esper Quinn with original music by Kurt Feldman. Lovely job from those individuals. I'm Alex Jaffe. Sorry, I was muted. I'm Frank Cifaldi. I'm Tim Rogers. I'm Brandon Sheffield. I'm Doc Burford. And you have now saved your game. You're not Alexander. Wait, sorry, wrong one. I was going to press... I'm the, Alexander the Great! I was going to press that button for my name <laughs> and instead I'm of, Alexander the Great! I took, I took too long. That's that's for you. Should I start signing off as Alexander the Great? <laughs> yeah, why not, dude? <laughs> I, yeah. I might as well. Oh, wow.